Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey guys, Ronald Monreal. Ryan. Oh, so nice to bump into you here. Hey. Hey, you want to join us? We're going to Animal Kingdom. Uh, yeah, but the Monreal doesn't go to Animal Kingdom, so I don't know why we're on here. Well, we'll figure it out. But when we get there, you have to join us. One thing we like to do is sit and count all the branches in the Tree of Life. How many do you think are on there? You gotta be 500 at least. Uh, it's, I think it's a lot more than that. Welcome to episode 212 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Alex. Today we'll be in the His on the Tree of Life. Yep, I know, you heard no one with me. That's okay. I'm not by myself, though. I'll introduce them later. But if you do want to watch us live and see who we have waiting the rafters for you, you could join our group troop. Just go to DizHisPod on Twitter and Instagram. And in our bios on our social media, you can find a link tree, which has all of our links. From there, you can go to our Patreon and join as little as 2 bucks a month. And uh, we do some fun things. We have a Discord where people hang out. We have, sometimes they put together weekly games they do sometimes together. Uh, just a lot of chatting, a lot of discussing, a lot of Disney talk. If you are a Disney adult and don't have any Disney adult friends, this is a great group for you to join. Once in a while, we haven't had one in a little bit, but we will have one soon. We do monthly giveaways as well. And of course, like I said, you can watch us live every week as we record. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, if you have any five-star reviews you want to share with us, you can copy those and send it to us via email at dizhispod at gmail.com. That's dizhispod at gmail.com. Send us any ideas you like. Let us know how you like the episodes. And uh, I would appreciate all of that. And I didn't mention it before, but on our link tree, we do have a link to our Public where you can get dizhis merch. We got some good merch out there, especially some for July, I think, coming up. We had some we made last year. July 4th is coming up. We got some out there for this season. So let me move on to welcoming our guest. Now, some of you may know him, know him if you're a his follower. We mentioned him once in a while. He's been on an episode or two, and we're going to welcome Original Ryan. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Oh, it's going all right. Yeah. Uh, we call him Original Ryan because there's been new Ryans added to the Discord. Um, so he was he's now known as Original Ryan in the Discord, but for all you people listening, it's just Ryan tonight. They call me Old Man Ryan. Sometimes, yeah, old man Ryan, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call you yeah. old man Ryan. Oh, uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> now, <laughs> when I told Ryan he could be on the podcast, I asked him what would he like to do an episode on, and he actually helped write the history as well. Uh, I know if you listened last week, uh, Ryan helped another Ryan helped write the history. This is the original Ryan, and he is helping write the history this week, and he picked the Tree of Life. So the Tree of Life is a massive icon. At the Animal Kingdom Park, stands over 140 feet high and over 160 feet at its widest. The icon represents everything on this planet. Plants, animals, it took a lot of people and a lot of hard work. But this giant tree stands in the center of its park, welcoming guests when the park opened in 1998. Uh, Ryan, since you picked this topic, what does the tree of life mean to you or why did you pick it? It's, it's my favorite of the park icons. It's more of an art piece more than like... It's not just a structure. It's an art piece with all its carvings in it. Uh -huh. And, it, and I, I like what it represents. 
Animal Kingdom is one of my favorite parks. So really, yeah, yeah. Is it not yours? It's not my favorite centerpiece at all the parks. Oh, one of your favorite parks. I mean, Animal Kingdom. No. Oh, I mean, Animal Kingdom is a good park, but no. I when my before we had kids, my wife and I used to stop there just to go on Everest, and we go to all the, the other parks. Oh. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's one of our favorite parks. Yeah, it, you know, you can get it done in half a day, but it, it's still my, my favorite park. Yeah. No, I, I like Animal Kingdom, but the tree is the tree is amazing. When you first see it, like, if you've never been there and you turn the corner and see the tree of life, it is quite a sight. Yeah. 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 It's one of those, it's one of those magical, I mean, I know, like, little kids love the castle, and as adults, we don't love the castle as much, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but... Anyone turns a corner and sees that that tree of life. It's it's pretty astonishing. Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, Ryan helps with the history. So we did some melding, some history melding. Ryan writes some history, said it to me. I did some history research and we put them together. I made a little history baby, and uh, that's what you hear tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say that's right? <laughs> no, I didn't say anything. I just laughed. <laughs> a little history baby. <laughs> So let's get to his on the tree of life. When Imagineers were deciding what to place in the center of their new Animal Kingdom Park, they knew they didn't want a castle like Disneyland or Magic Kingdom. They needed a new icon symbol similar to how then MGM Studios was known for their water tower with Mickey ears. Imagineer Joe Rohde Dan Guzzi, Jerry Dunn, and Dave Minichello all were a part of the team to design Animal Kingdom and its iconic centerpiece. One of the early concepts was having Noah's Ark as a park icon, but Imagineers decided against having a religious symbol in the parks. Another concept was the icon to be a giant carousel called the Oasis Carousel. This would have been a multi-level carousel that would have had animals from all over the world. Another early concept art had the Tree of Life only being around 40 feet tall, with a viewing platform at the peak in the canopy of the tree where guests get a bird's eye view of the whole entire park, a children's playground inside down below. But this idea was scratched due to its small size, so Imagineers thought bigger and sighted on a much larger tree that represent the abundant plant life on Earth with creatures from all around the globe carved into it. Some say the tree was modeled after a bonsai tree an Imagineer saw at Epcot's Flower and Garden Festival. Other sources say the tree was modeled after Rafiki's magical Baobab tree from the movie The Lion King. Imagineers had a difficult time figuring out how to structure the tree would work, as they had more grand ideas like a fine eatery inside the base of the tree called Roots Restaurant. This idea was later shifted to a large theater that would seat 428 guests. But the issue with this was the tree had to also withstand 145 miles an hour hurricane winds in a large empty room. And a large empty room at the base wouldn't allow it to have the proper foundation. The design for the Tree of Life was paused until the structural issue could be solved. One night, an Imagineer was watching an educational TV show about offshore oil drilling and got the idea of using an oil rig as a main structure for the tree. A drilling platform was purchased and shipped to Tampa. Then it was moved to Animal Kingdom and built on site. The next problem to conquer was how to attach branches and leaves that withstand hurricane winds. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting idea of thinking about what the tree of life could have been. A restaurant down below, a, a viewing station above. That sounds, 
I don't know. If you, I think the viewing station above would be like really busy. Yeah, I feel like you wouldn't be able to get into that. Yeah. Same with the Roots Hotel or the Roots uh, restaurant probably would have been tough to get reservations for. Yeah. I feel like the viewing station would get, would be, it, it would have to be almost like an attraction. Like you'd have to have passes or you'd have to wait in line. Yeah. Yeah. It'd have to be something like that because you're only going to have so much room up there. Yeah. I like the idea of the, uh, the idea of the Oasis carousel was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. The carousel with all the animals, uh, I guess, images all over. Uh, that would be interesting. But I don't know how much a carousel would be used at a Disney park. I mean, I'm not, I don't love carousels. Do you love carousels? I mean, I, I've been on the one in Magic Kingdom. That one's pretty busy most of the time. I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Imagine one with animals from Africa and Asia. and. Um, I think the idea to have a restaurant down below is cool. It would be a cool restaurant, I think. It would. You know what I think it would be kind of like similar to the Rainforest Cafe. Probably. Yeah, so that's what I think it was going to be. Yeah, like that. That would have been a cool restaurant. I bet that would have been. That probably would have been one of the most popular restaurants in Disney property. I mean, to have to have dinner uh, inside the centerpiece to a, a park like that's a that's really cool. If they had, imagine they had dinners at one of the castles that you can get. You can get dinner inside the castle at Magic Kingdom. They have yeah. Oh, they, yeah. you're right. They can, can't you? I've never even tried. I've never even looked at it. I, I've never even gone there. No, it's never appealed to me. I never really wanted to, but yes, you could. Yeah. No, I've never even tried to get a dinner there. So it doesn't even come as an idea in my head that you can get dinner at Magic Kingdom in the castle because I've never even looked at it. I don't even know what it's called. I know we did the history of Magic Kingdom Castle, so I know we talked about it at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know me. I forget things all the time, but... No, I don't. I, when I go to Magic Kingdom, it's never an yeah. option in my head. Yeah, it's it's really expensive, so it's, I know it's definitely not an option for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The fanciest place I'll ever go to is uh, the Beauty and Beast Castle restaurant. Yeah, I won't even eat there. It's not really. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of places in, that are sit down in Magic Kingdom that I'll that I feel like are worth my time. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting that Imagineer got the idea of how to fix something. Like, imagine all these people working on this, trying to fix it. They're all trying to figure out, okay, how can we solve this problem? And sometimes your best solutions come when you're not even trying to think about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you have a kind of stuck problem, and they're like, they always say, like, if you've stuck on a problem for a couple hours, just go do something else, and your idea will come, your idea will come to you. And that's what he exactly did. He went to home. He relaxed. For some reason, relaxing for him is watching an a, a offshore documentary which is weird about offshore oil drilling. Yeah, I was wondering who watches that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most boring thing he could watch. There's milk and cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, watching it and seeing like, hey, a drilling platform might work, uh, which is kind of funny. Yeah, and it's like flipped upside down too. Yeah, we talk about uh, a little bit in the next history, but yeah, it's flipped upside down, which is interesting that um, it's not, because when you think of it, oil, when you when people look at a oil drilling platform, they don't think about the piece that goes down into the water, right? They only think about the piece above yeah. the water. Yeah. So when you're like, oh, it's flipped up dead down, so the big square piece is up top. No, it's flipped up dead down because the big yeah. long piece goes into the water. And I do like that it kind of symbolizes like another oil platform not being used to harm the environment, but being used for the pretty much exact opposite. So they took one out of commission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, or the, well one that was already out of commission i i don't not sure on that i when i was in the history i did not see if it was a used one or a new one i imagine new i don't think they'd buy a brand new one you think they'd buy a brand new one 
I don't know. Would you really want to? I guess use either way, one? that still symbolizes it. I mean, yeah, I guess the used one doesn't matter because it's gonna be it's gonna be a structure. It's gonna be inside. It doesn't really matter if it's old or not. Yeah, I mean, it's covered anyways. Imagineers determined that making the branches out of a rigid, non-flexible material similar to steel gave them the strength to withstand such wind speeds. They also decided they needed to mass-produce their limbs. So although uniformity is not found in nature, branches of the same size were going to be identical shapes. Once Imagineers rendered what this would look like, they decided it gave the tree a dome look. To fix this, they developed an injection-molded fiberglass to be used for the branches. This easily ranged in sizes and were a flexible material allowing movement with the wind. To assemble the branches took some ingenuity. In order to make the tree look real, they had to randomly place the branches. 32 ball joints were created for the tree, with one or two large branches attached in various positions. The joints allowed the limbs to move in the breeze, adding to the chaos. Some branches are even attached without the ball joint to add to the non-pattern appearance. On the Tree of Life are 8,000 branches, holding a total of 103,000 leaves made of plastic named Kinar in five different shades of green. Every leaf is laid by hand. The pieces to make the Tree of Life were produced at Green's Bayou Foundation Yard in Houston, with the construction of the now iconic tree starting in 1997. The outside of the tree is constructed out of rebar-enforced concrete. A team of eight Imagineer sculptors carved a total of around 325 existing and extinct animals into the tree. These sculptors had a limited time to work with the concrete, roughly a 6 by 8 foot area in a day. The texture of the tree is not consistent throughout. Various animals were designed to emulate different tree barks, like the octopus modeled after oak or the tiger with the texture of bark from a banyan tree. After the animals were fully complete, a final polyurethane coat was applied to shield the tree from the sun and natural elements. It also helps to keep the paint from fading. Once completed, the tree stands 145 feet tall, the trunk is 50 feet wide, and the canopy is 165 feet wide, the same diameter as Spaceship Earth. Construction for the Tree of Life took 18 months. Inside the Tree of Life, there was a restaurant that was planned to be at the base of the tree, but when Imagineers had to redesign it halfway through the build of the Tree of Life, they came up with the idea for a 4D show. Imagineers struggled with the idea of what IP they could use in the show. Lion King was briefly considered, till one day during a meeting, Michael Eisner himself mentioned that Pixar was working on a film that would be perfect, A Bug's Life. Tough to be a bug was opened a full six months before the Bug's Life movie was released. The Tree of Life was unveiled on the opening day of Animal Kingdom on April 22nd, 1998. So the, the design and the actual how they made the tree, I know it's some like construction nerdy stuff, but it's very interesting how they did it. Yes. I love the construction nerdy stuff myself, though. Yeah, I do, too. I would love a video documentary on this. I think that would be so cool. Yeah, there is a time lapse of them making it. It's only like two minutes long, but you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, but that wouldn't show all the intricate details and like yeah. the de decisions and how they got around them and stuff. There's got to be footage of it somewhere. Got to be. Oh, got to be. Just waiting for them to make that documentary about the Tree of Life. That's all yeah, we're, waiting, yeah. we're waiting for, you know? Yeah, I'm waiting on that. Yeah, wait on that for sure. So, um, eight thousand branches. If if they asked everybody in the park how many branches on the tree of life, do you think anyone would get close? No, no, they'd say in the hundreds maybe, but no way near eight thousand branches. Yeah, eight thousand uh, branches. I guess what I would think like, okay, so they're talking about. I think they're talking about like big branches and then small branches coming off. When I think of branches, I think of 
just the main big branch. Like if you go out to look at a tree outside, you're going to say, how many branches on the tree? You're not going to say, okay, let me count all the little ones. No, you're just going to say like, okay, there's three big branches on there. Yeah, they're, they're, I, I think that's like not primary branches. That's like branching out from the main, the main branches. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way someone get 8,000 branches. Uh, correct. No. And then 103,000 leaves. I feel like there should be more leaves. Is 103,000 correct? You think correct? that's not enough? Well, 8,000 yeah, branches? Do you think, you think 103 cover 8,000 branches? Looks like it to me. I guess it's just the ends, huh? <laughs> yeah, they're just on the ends of it. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And then the five different shades of green, which that makes sense. I guess that, that allows... That makes sense. That gives yeah. it a realistic, a realistic view. Um, shape, kind of. Shape? No, just the shade. Yeah, yeah, it gives a realistic, realistic shade to it. Sh yes, a realistic shade to the to them and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Eighteen months. I do you feel like eighteen months is short? I feel like it's kind of short. I think it's kind of short. I, I read somewhere they said two years, but I mean that's eighteen months yeah. to two years. It still seems awful short for yeah. I mean the size of that thing. Right. Exactly. Like eighteen months is pretty short for the size of that thing. It, it's the world's largest. It's the world's largest sculpture of a tree. It is. Wow. Yes. Where's that plaque? Yeah, exactly, right? They should have that plaque somewhere. They yeah. should. Could you imagine a I guess who else would build a bigger one? Who yeah, who would? Universal just to shove it in their Disney's face? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, they'll build one that's one foot taller. <laughs> yeah. No, no one's gonna do no first uh, yeah, exactly. Who would want to do this? That's that's the question you have to ask yourself. Yeah. Um so somebody in Dubai. Dubai. Yes, that's exactly right. Dubai would do it. When they make an indoor giant yeah, they would. Uh, housing area, they'll they'll make a fig tree in there. Yeah, mo money doesn't matter to them. Mm -mm. Not to that. There's no budget. Prince, for sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> the line is gonna be amazing. I can't wait to move there. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the Lion King as the show? Would you do you think the Lion King would have been a better show than A Bug's Life? I don't think it'd have been a better yeah. show. I, I mean, bugs living under a tree makes the it, most perfect it sense makes it could have made. Perfect sense, yes. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you could see. I mean, I could see how Rafiki, but uh, you know, Rafiki fits it because he lived in a tree like that. I don't think the Lion King would allow all the forty tricks they use now. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, definitely like, not. I know they. I mean, Timon and Pumbaa could have the little bugs crawling underneath you, and then I guess. What Pumbaa if it's a lion biting you? <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, lion buying you. Yeah, exactly. That would that be yeah. scary. They, I guess yeah, you can have as if that Pumbaa. isn't scary enough already. Yeah, I guess it could have Pumbaa fart to make the the stinky uh, um, smell. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of, like what could they have fall down to scare you like the spiders. That is the best part of that ride is when the spiders come down and the kids start freaking out. Yeah, I love it because that's my favorite. One of my favorite like the 3D shows because I love watching people freak out. Like uh -huh, I, I could yeah. work in there. I'd have fun all day long watching people just freak <laughs> out over the spiders coming down and getting poked in the butt. It's just the best thing. Yeah, I had to. I had to really. Uh, well, my my daughter was younger, so she was kind of fearless at the age. Now she's older. I think. I actually think once I explain to her what happens, I think she's gonna try to opt out of going in there. Yeah, I I, I thought about bringing Brody in there this next trip down, and I'm like, yeah, no, he's, fine. No, he's two years old. There's no way. There's no he, way them bugs will come down. He'll freak out. No, my daughter didn't hate it when she was two. Oh, there are two. There, there know, are. There's an other parents will understand this, and you're, this is your first child, so you haven't gone through it. But yeah, there's a part where your child is fearless because they don't know they should fear things. And oh, he's he's there. 
Right, exactly. So now's the time this to jumps do it off of stuff all the time. And, right. He sounds like my son. Like half your job is just keeping them alive. And so yeah. like there's a time where there's just not they're fearless. And then there's like an age range, like between three and four, where that turns into now I know I should fear things. And now I'm afraid of everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like we took I took my daughter to the Disney, you know, a while ago and I said we she wouldn't go on any um any roller coasters or anything that moved or shook or anything like that. And she was even afraid to get on the railway, the Mickey Mini Railway. And before when she was two and a half, she went on Goofy's roller coaster and loved it. But since but then pandemic happened, we didn't go to Disney and she developed that fear in the meantime. I think if we had gone to Disney yeah. through that time, she would have worked through it. But now she's letting fear get the best of her. So I think if I explain this right, this attraction to her, the show, I don't think she'd want to go with it. But next time you come down with Brody, I, de- I better think you should go on that ride for sure. The attraction for oh, sure. Well, I'm, I'll try it. If, if he freaks out, I'm calling you. Okay. Yeah. If it freaks out, just say, I'm sorry. Alex is wrong. He's the worst host. <laughs> There is always one or two kids that have to get escorted out of there as soon as those bugs come down. Every time, every show, there's kids running out of there. (laughs) Just like everything Disney, the Tree of Life has a rich backstory to add to the magic of the park. One day, a tiny ant planted a seed and made a wish. He asked for a tree to grow, a tree large enough to provide shelter for all the animals. Magically, the ant's wish came true and the tree began to grow. And it kept growing until there was room beneath its limbs for all the animals in the alphabet from A to Z. And as the tree continued to reach for the heavens, the images of all the animals of the alphabet that took shelter beneath its shade appeared on its trunk, roots, and branches. It is said that the ant can be spotted through a knot hole in the tree. The tree is now surrounded by Discovery Island trails. We can get a close-up look at the tree and its carvings, even ones that can only be seen on the trails. The cue for it's tough to be a bug has many carvings you can only see once in line as well. World-renowned primatologist Jane Goodall was invited to come see the tree. Jane was known for 50 years of studying chimpanzees' behavior. While she was looking at the tree, she asked if there was a chimpanzee carving in the Tree of Life. Unfortunately, there was not. But after she left, Imagineers made a chimpanzee carving near the entrance of the Tough to be a Bug show. The carving is carved to resemble David Greybeard, who was her favorite chimp she worked with in Tanzania. On April 19th, the night projection show Tree of Life Awakenings opened to guests. Tree of Life Awakenings is a projection mapping show on the tree itself. It was opened as part of the nighttime operating hours to Animal Kingdom. So so imagine inviting this uh, this lady to come out and look at the tree who's known for working with chimpanzees, and then there's no chimpanzee to show her. I know, it's it's kinda it's kind of a miss on there, right? Like they're supposed to have a lot of animals like, on there. Yeah, come look at it. There's not one here, though. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> and then they, then they put in uh, David Greybeard, who sounds like a... He's like a chimpanzee wizard name. Sounds but... like an awesome, awesome basis for a metal band. That's... um, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was kind of... I was like, why'd they invite her knowing there's not a chimpanzee on the tree? Yeah, I feel like that's definitely... I mean, I, I, they didn't think about who was going to visit it when they're doing it. But yeah, it's like... Why even invite her specifically unless she just like was a Disney fan and wanted to show up for Animal Kingdom? Yeah, I I, I heard she was invited. You heard she was That's invited. That's what I read. She was invited right. to come. Yeah, look. yeah. Yeah, she was invited to come look at the tree. And there's a gorilla on there, isn't there? Is there not on the tree? Of yeah, life, right? I believe so. So were they like, is yeah. a gorilla good yeah. enough? She's like, it's no chimpanzee. <laughs> 
She didn't study gorillas. She knows nothing about gorillas. She knows nothing about gorillas? <laughs> no, nothing about them. Oh, really? She's only chimps. Yeah, they are. I don't know. I'm making that up. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were a Jane Goodall expert. No. I, know. I, I have no idea. I barely knew her name when I read that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this um this Disney backstory, it's kind of like all the other backstories where it's kind of magical. It's kind of more rooted towards kids, of course. Um, yes. And I was really trying to find a hard time saying alphabet A to Z. It kind of that sounded weird to talk about. But yeah, they have all the animals. Uh, they don't have all the animals carpet and tree. But now it makes sense that it's the animals that were under the shade. Not all the animals, but just the ones that were yes. shaded. And I guess A to Z. So they made sure to have it. At an animal per alphabet, it seems like, right? You would think so. so that's kind of that would be a fun game. Yeah. To you know know all the animals through the alphabet. Um, yeah, th those trails that that are in front of it would be cool. I mean, I need to take those trails. Yeah. I haven't I haven't been down them in a long time. You've been down them though. You've used the trails. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. Yeah. Oh, I've never been in them. Um, yeah, it's really like quiet down there. Really? That's, yeah. That's interesting. Some places back there, they don't. Even, they're not even playing music. All you hear is just just the birds and whatever wow that's cool that's an interesting yeah people definitely I, I bet people don't even know that's available like i wasn't i didn't really know that's no. too much available either no a lot of people don't know but 325 carvings that seems like a lot have you seen the projection mapping on the tree because i have not yes i have how yes i have you, several times comparing it to the castles well, i think it's awesome is it better than castles I wouldn't say better, but it's 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 really cool because like they use the branches and this. And sometimes it looks like a knot hole in the tree, and something will uh -huh. come out of it. It's really cool how they do it. I don't. They they stopped doing it right now, but I think they only stopped doing it in the summertime. Oh, I don't know. It's not. I think because of the because uh, the hours are different. Uh huh. Yeah. Probably, but yeah. Right now, I don't believe the park's even open after close. The park's not open after close. I believe so. I mean, yeah, that's probably right. The park's not open after dark. No, yeah, they close that park a little early uh, compared yeah. to other parks. I've never even seen Pandora after dark. Me, well, kind of have, but I haven't. I've not seen Pandora after dark either. Yeah, yeah, that would be definitely be a cool I really sight want to see. To. Yeah, me too. I'm not even that big of a Pandora fan. But uh, speaking of Disney, have you seen the new Avatar movie? I have not. Me either. <laughs> I'm glad we touched base on it. No. <laughs> Quick fire, quick facts, let's go. You can actually get married in front of the Animal Kingdom Tree of Life after the park closes. There is a hidden Mickey on the Tree of Life. It is found upside down, right above the hippo's eye. The Tree of Life is located on Discovery Island, which is the center point of the whole park. There are some special projections you may have missed or only see during holidays. First Snow and Northern Lights are both seasonal, while a new Lion King show was during October of 2021. And Beacon of Magic, a 50th anniversary show, was displayed from October 2021 till April 2023. I have seen the winter one, and I think I've seen the fall one. Really? So you see them a lot, huh? Yeah, man. I'm open to clothes when I go to the park. Do you, do you love Animal Kingdom? Is that one of your favorite parks? Yeah, it's like our favorite park. Really? Yeah, the theming in that park, there is no park in the world that's themed better than Animal Kingdom. Oh, I agree, for sure. Besides Dino Land. Forget Dino Land. <laughs> Forget that whole Dino Land thing. Yeah, no, you're right. The whole no, rest Animal of the Kingdom. park is yeah. amazing. Yes, it's very, very Even good. Even Pandora. Yeah, I agree. And one fun fact we don't have, but mm -hmm. uh, the guy that was head of carving all the, you know, he's head of everybody in charge of carving on the tree, gave us the same mountains in Pandora. He was in charge oh, really? of that as well. Yeah, he's like a world-renowned 
working with uh, cement and concrete. Those, and those mountains are amazing. I wonder if those are mini upside down oil rigs. I think they're just small oil rigs. <laughs> all of them. They're the same shape and everything that oil rig would be too. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it yeah, out. They're just floating ones. I cracked the code. Uh, <laughs> you, you got it. <laughs> We here at Dizzis think the Tree of Life was a perfect icon for this amazing park. It is a stunning visual masterpiece while also representing a powerful message. The carvings really make it a work of art. It needs to be admired by Disney guests once while they are visiting the fun park. Are you looking for a magical experience? Look no further than Three Cheeky Chicks, a Disney-themed candle company that will transport you to your favorite childhood memories. Three Cheeky Chicks offers wax melts, candies, candles, diffuser oils, and room sprays, all available on MagicallyScented.com. The best part? You can use the code DIZHIS20 at checkout to receive 20% off your purchase. Immerse yourself in the world of Disney with scents like Poly Juice Potion, which is orange and mold fruit, blended with oak and patchouli, on a base of sugared berries. Or try Once Upon a Dream, a magical blend of pears, peaches, and mild red berries mixed with water lily, apple blossoms, tiari flowers, and jasmine with a base of vanilla orchard, sandalwood, coconut milk, and chiffron musk. And don't forget the official Dizzy's scent, created exclusively for fans of the Dizzy's podcast. Three Chicka Chicks candles, wax melts, and diffusers make the perfect gift for any Disney lover. So visit MagicallyScented.com today and use the code DIZHIS20 for 20% off your purchase. Three Cheeky Chicks, where every scent tells a story. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. Hey there, fellow Disney enthusiasts. Scott here from the No New Friends podcast. Now, I'm not here to shamelessly plug the No New Friends podcast. No, I want to tell you all about the Diz His Goof Troop or Patreon. Now, you hear Joe and Jen and Chris and Alex talking about Patreon all the time, but I wanted you to hear from an actual Patreon member how cool it is to be a member of the Goof Troop. You get exclusive access to early release, show notes, and then my two favorite aspects, the cutting room floor material, the things that you don't get to hear on Spotify or Apple or any other platform that you listen to. And there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of really funny things that happen in that cutting room floor. Also, you get access to the live recordings. And I'm going to tell you these live recordings are fantastic. Between Alex's mispronunciation of words or just Joe being silly or Chris making a really funny joke, it's worth the price of admission just to watch the live episodes. Plus, you get to chat and interact with some amazing Goof Troop members that have me rolling on the floor in laughter first thing in the morning all the way till I go to sleep at night. It's just so much fun, and I wanted you to hear it from an actual Goof Troop member how cool it is 
to be a Diz His Patreon member. Just visit their website, dizhis.com, and click on the Goof Troop link for as low as $2 a month. That's only $24 a year. You get all this access, and it's worth it. Trust me, dizhis.com. Click on the Goof Troop link. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Niels wants to know. Hello guys, it's June already. Time for a new Niels wants to know. For this month's question, I got inspired by the recently released The Little Mermaid live action movie. In the American Disney parks and Disneyland Paris, you can currently see Ariel um, in the parks in, well, specific interactive shows and meet and greet uh, uh, opportunities. So over to the question, do you prefer to meet fully costumed characters like Mickey or Donald, so with a covered face, or face characters like most princesses or most Marvel heroes? So let's hear what you choose and why. Let's go. All right, uh, Ryan, if you wanna go first, guess first, I guess. Uh, okay, I definitely prefer fully costumed characters. I'm not big on meeting the characters anyways, because I have no idea what to say to them or how to act in any way. <laughs> yeah. I just, stay, I stand there like, can we take a picture? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel ya. So, I mean, for me, and, and with, with the full face character, it's also kind of, it's a little bit weirder. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but to me it is. The ones without the masks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like I'm talking to an actual person, not a uh, six foot tall mouse. I prefer costume characters versus live action characters because I think Chris has mentioned this as well. It's just weird trying to interact with them as they're trying to pretend like they're a character. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I feel. Like Mickey Mouse, oh well, all the characters that have the heads, they can't talk, right? Yeah. So you don't have to worry about them trying to make small talk or trying to be in character making small talk. You just kind of stand next to them and you know they'll give you a, a high five or they'll they'll point to something on your shirt or something like that and you can react whatever like i don't do that much interaction with them really it's just for the kids to do um but yeah then you just take a picture and you walk away so like for the kids they love like princesses they love me and the princesses especially when the princesses talk to them and have to have conversations with them but recently it was so funny because we went to disney and my daughter loved princesses we met a whole bunch of princesses I feel like I'm saying too many S's, but whatever. And uh, she like would not talk. She like froze up when she started meeting these princesses. And so like we met uh, over time, we met um, Jasmine, we met Rapunzel, we met Ariel, and like she was barely talking. And afterwards, I'm like Emma, you can talk. Like they're they're talking to you. You can talk to them. She's like, oh, okay. But like, yeah, she just for and then it's hard because she with my with her we have my son who's only three and sometimes hard to understand. Yeah. So like they're trying to have a conversation with these kids and it's not working out. The character the characters that are fully dressed a lot easier. They point to your ears, they give you a heart sign, they give you a hug, and then it's pictures. It's like so much easier. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but in Magic Kingdom they had Cinderella and a few other princesses out during the fireworks. 
Yeah, I saw a lot of pictures of her like sitting Imagine with Magic Kingdom. Little, yeah, sitting with a little girl with mm -hmm. the fireworks going off over the castle. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I know. And they're they were riding um they're riding the carousel as well. I saw that. They were riding the carousel. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're trying to do this, they're trying to bring back this old school Disney feel of characters just doing random interactions. Like they do in Disneyland. You know? Do they do that Disneyland? In Disneyland, there's no they don't have areas where they set up. They just wander around the parks and you run oh, up and wow, take a picture okay. with them. Yeah, they can't do that in yeah. Disney World because cool. it's too busy. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely too busy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, that is very cool. It is that is that is the best part about the live action characters for sure is that ability to do that because that'd be harder with a character that's fully dressed. Yes. All right. Let's see what Niels had to say. That's a difficult question for me uh, to choose, but I love the enhanced interaction that you can have with face characters huh, as they can actually speak. It could be awkward chats, really funny chats. Um, but I remember um, a meeting with Captain Marvel at Avengers Campus in uh, Disneyland Paris. She asked us if we knew her real name. And of course, she wanted to hear Carol Danvers. But I challenged her by saying Brie Larson, the actress's name. Uh, but she stayed really nicely in her role. And she asked me who that was and if she was pretty and looked like her. So that was really fun. But overall, I think I will choose for the fully costumed characters like Mickey as they are very consistent in their looks. And that's not always the case um, with the face characters, of course. Talking about Mickey, do you know what car he drives to the parks? A minivan, of course. <laughs> Till next time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> minivan. minivan. Uh, Chris had Chris had the same kind of story. His answer would have been similar to what Neil said, because he had a story. Remember, he talked about how he met he met Star Lord, and Star Lord did not look like Star Lord. Yeah, I, I, I met him there too. <laughs> no, he did not. I have a picture of Star Lord. He looked nothing like Star Lord. <laughs> right. I mean, it's like it's not a big deal, no. really, because like you know they're just playing a part. But I don't know. Try and find someone who looks similar. Yeah, they do good with Jack, with like Captain Jack when he's out. Oh yes, they usually do do well with that character. Yes, he, he always looks yes. very good. Yes, he does usually look good. All right, this week in Disney, Ryan, what did you do this week in Disney? This week in Disney, I watched the Flaming Hot movie on Disney Plus. I really enjoyed that. That was a lot. Oh, of fun. did you watch a Disney Plus? Because um, I watched I it on Hulu, which is what it came out on. It's a Hulu original. Well, it's it's Disney adjacent because it's on Disney yeah, Plus. Yeah, I know. It's it's ridiculous. It's it not has Disney. some curse words in it, so yeah, some curse did words it? in there. I don't remember. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> wow. Disney better watch out. Why not just keep it on Hulu? Why put it on Disney Plus as well if it's on Hulu? I don't know. They're not hurting for content, are they? No, definitely not. Every time I look on there, I feel like there's new things coming out I've never heard of. Oh, what else do you do? Well, besides that, I also, I, uh, I've listened to a lot of podcasts doing research for this. For this. So I, I just wanted to thank Matt from the Imagination Skyway podcast. He, he led me in the right direction to find some of the information on the Trio Life. And uh, if you get a chance, listen to his podcast. So he's really, really good. That's cool. Um, besides, yeah, he's, he's a super nice guy. Besides that... Um, I did a little bit of research on, I think it was Brooke that wrote an email last week about the uh, McDonald's. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I did a little bit of research on that. And I'm finding some information that's kind of interesting. Yeah. On that. So I think well, I might write you guys a history on that if I can find enough. I was going to say, don't don't share it now in case you want to do a whole episode on it. Oh, yeah, I definitely I'll definitely uh, not share everything. Right 
And um, <laughs> since you, you're not on the podcast every week, you can share a little more if you want. I know you're, you go to Disney quite a bit for not living in Florida. Uh, the last time I went to Disney, what, what was uh, any fun things happen? Uh, it was our April trip. We went for our anniversary. Oh, that's right. Um, we had a good time down there. Yeah. Um, ate, ate a lot of really good food. We ate at uh, La Cilier's was probably the best meal we had while we were down oh, there. Oh, really? Um, oh, my God. That's the best steak I've probably ever had. <laughs> that's, hey, that's that's the thing to say. Hey, I'm not lying, dude. That's the thing I'm to not say. Lying. That's the best steak I ever had. Yeah. Wow. With the risotto underneath it. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Besides that, we have a trip planned for September, so I've been working uh, a lot trying to get that paid off. <laughs> working a lot of overtime. It's not cheap. I, they won't even let me get overtime, so I'm just like, I'm eating like ramen noodles and, and, <laughs> and one of those like microwave old mac and cheeses. And yeah. Just scraping everywhere I can. <laughs> okay, September, cool. Yeah, so I'll be back down there before too long, and that'll be my last trip. I won't be able to go next year because I'm going to Disneyland for my birthday. Oh wow! Okay, uh, in that's October cool. of next year. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to Disneyland before? I have not. Nope. Wow, that'll be fun. Yeah, I, I want to go where all the history is. A lot of it, you know, a lot more history over yes, there. Yes, that than is here, true. Walt was alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure, that is true. I feel like Disneyland would be very. Um, I'm not a high anxiety guy. I'm very calm. But I feel like I've had a lot, yeah. a lot of anxiety on trying to hit everything I want to hit before I, I can go back. Now, from what I hear, it's a much more relaxing park than Walt Disney World. Right. But when you're there for a couple of days and you know you won't come back there for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't do this much at Disney, but I did see, I don't know if you saw this, it's Disney News, that they put the water tower up by Tiana's ride at Animal Kingdom. You see this? Oh, I have not. I have not seen that. Wow. I got something you haven't seen. Interesting. How have so, I, how'd you beat me to that? <laughs> if you Google it, you'll find it. They did it overnight and they put up the ta the water tower that's going to be by um, the new ride. I forget the ride's name. What's the ride going to be? Oh, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. And, and the water tower says Tiana's Foods on it. And then above the water tower is Tiana's Crown because she has her little tiara. Uh, at the end, oh, and I'm it has it. Yes. it has tiara right on top. It is cool looking. If you haven't seen it, definitely look it up. It's it's uh it's looking cool. I can't wait for that ride to open up later this year. Can't wait to go down it. Oh, I'm sorry, 2024. Can't wait to go down it for sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it opening this year? <laughs> no, next year I guess. No. I feel like they've been building it longer than 18 months. They could build a whole tree in that time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next week on Dis His, we'll be continuing our villain series with the Evil Queen, who originally was going to have seven Black Panthers guarding the entrance to her secret room with a mirror. The concept art of the Queen walking a pet panther can be seen in the Walt Disney Family Museum at Disney California Adventure. I thought you meant the Marvel uh, Marvel uh, hero. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. wow, she's really protected. <laughs> yeah, really protected. Nobody's no. getting near her. That's interesting. I, I that definitely would have added a little, uh, little. I don't know. Just ha her having Black Panthers on guard at her castle definitely would have gave her a little more. That sounds weird. A little more clout, I guess. I don't know. Definitely scarier in that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. She really didn't have anything in the guard in the regards of things she can do. I mean, she hired one guy to kill Snow White, and he let her go. So, yeah, you know, the guy with green eyes. God, that animation is so crazy good. It's been a while since I've seen it. Oh man, you should you should watch it. 
his his green eyes are so piercing when they show it. Um, huh. It's very it's a very interesting scene. That scene. But yeah, so we've been going week, through a lot of old uh, Disney movies. Oh, really? With just Brody wants to watch them for some what's reason. The here best, lately. We've been watching like a. What's the best older movie you've watched recently that you're like, hey, that's better to remember? See, we're mostly in the Renaissance right now. Is what we've been watching. Yeah. So, what was the best one that you say? Like, you know, you haven't seen it in a while. What's the best one you haven't seen in a while? It's old. Brother Bear. Brother Bear. Hadn't seen it in a while, and we watched it the other day, and that was a very underrated movie. It's really. really I agree. Good. I agree. Brother Bear is it? I've. I saw it for the first time last year, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it's good. It's got good music too. Phil Collins can't. I mean, can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Collins. I could do without Brother Bear too, but you know, sequels are sequels. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. We watched Tarzan too, or Tarzan original, and that was really good. Yes, Tarzan's good. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, my cousins love that too, and Tarzan too. So yeah, next week, Evil Queen. Uh, catch that. And uh, I wanted to say thank you, Ryan, for coming on the episode with me. Thanks for filling in for Chris while he's thank on you vacation. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yes, he's Thanks eating for... uh, sauerkraut and wearing lederhosen. Yeah, yeah. He's having a good time over there. Can't wait to hear from him. He didn't do too much in Disney over there. So, uh, but he'll still be able to share a little bit about personal life and personal life and how that trip was. And, um, yeah, thanks for helping me with the history. Thanks for coming on. I'm glad you could uh, make it. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Anytime you need me, let me know. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, this is all possible because Ryan is a Patreon. So if you want to have ideas for future episodes and give it to us personally, uh, be on be a Patreon and message us privately in Discord. Or, you know, if you just l- listen, you can email us at dishispod at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, we have like the blog going on right now where Ryan is putting in some stuff as well as Maddie. So go over there and check that out. We have future giveaways coming up. I'm going to be going to Disney and I want to purchase a couple items that are park exclusive, which is my plan. So I want to buy a couple items that are park exclusive and do a giveaway for the Patreons. We have future events coming up. And of course, don't forget to reach out to our social media if you are a, a Disney fan. So that was the history on the Tree of Life. I'm Alex. And I'm Ryan. Thanks for listening and have a magical week.